Thumbs up. Okay. See some folks adjusting some things, so I want to make sure that we're good. Okay. Wonderful. Well, good morning. Thank you all for, for joining us here today. Um, really important that we understand what is happening here in FAR, in the Rio Grande Valley, and throughout the U.S.-Mexico border here in Texas because of the crisis and the chaos that Greg Abbott has caused. Through his executive action last week that mandates 100% inspections on all commercial vehicles coming into the U.S. through our ports of entry here in Texas, he has slowed down U.S.-Mexico trade to a standstill. That is causing higher prices, it is causing higher inflation, it is worsening a supply chain problem that we already had in the United States. We're going to lose even more truck drivers who are going to have a hard time making a living when they were used to crossing three or four times a day. Now they're lucky if they cross even once. Someone was just telling me there are some truck drivers who are now crossing once every three days. This is going to lead to problems not just here in the Rio Grande Valley, although we have some serious problems here that Greg Abbott has caused, but it's going to be very bad for the Texas economy. It's going to be very bad for the national economy. This is the cost and the consequence of meeting legitimate challenges that we have with the kind of political stunts that Greg Abbott is using right now here in the state of Texas. This is making a challenging situation for small businesses much, much worse. I was in Laredo yesterday meeting with customs brokers and trucking company owners and just everyday citizens who are alarmed at what this is doing to their economy. I've had the chance to talk to people in El Paso, in Eagle Pass, in Del Rio, and yes, of course, here today in the Rio Grande Valley. Greg Abbott is killing businesses and the Texas economy with the stunt that he's pulling here right now. When you see those trucks lined up miles deep all the way into Mexico, what you're seeing is inflation, what you're seeing is higher prices at the grocery store, and what you're seeing are more supply chain problems. We are calling on Greg Abbott to end this policy today because it does nothing to stop the traffic of illegal drugs. It does nothing to stop the smuggling of human beings. It does nothing to improve the safety or security of the people of Texas. All it does is hurt the economy of this community, of this state, and of the United States of America. One more point before I introduce two other speakers who are going to talk in very real terms about how this has affected their businesses and their employees. I just learned from an importer um, who has one of these cold storage facilities and imports produce here at the Far Reynosa Port of Entry what this is doing to her business. She said that U.S. truckers are arriving to pick up loads only to find that there is nothing in her warehouse. That is hurting those truckers. It is hurting her business. She also just shared with me that there is a business that imports $200 million a year in produce that has just moved to Nogales, Arizona, which is a 20-hour drive away from where we are in FAR right now. And she's in the position 
of having to import produce from Nogales, Arizona, a 20-hour drive away here to FAR to then load it onto trucks that are going into other parts of the United States. What she told me in no uncertain terms is that once these businesses leave the Rio Grande Valley and go to Arizona, they are not coming back because they're going to invest in their own cold storage facilities over there. It's going to change the routes and the flow of trade traffic in our communities, and it is going to irrevocably hurt the economy of Texas. The first person that I want to introduce is our host today, um, who allowed us to gather here in his uh, cold storage facility. But even more importantly, he is a customs broker. So he works with clients all over this region who are trying to bring in the food, the television sets, the car parts, the things that our national economy and Texas economy depend upon. So Joe Arevalo is going to tell us a little bit about what this means to him, to his business, and to his clients. And then after we hear from Joe, we're going to have, we're going to have a chance to hear from someone who owns a trucking company. He's going to tell us what this means for his drivers and his small business here in FAR in the Rio Grande Valley. So Joe, we'll turn the microphones over to you. And then uh, Joe and, and all of us will be ready to answer questions after we have these brief comments. Hello. Uh, my name is Joe Arevalo. I'm a U.S. Custom House broker and I am the owner of the Keystone facility that you're currently in. I've been a broker and own my business for 30 years. Started in actual customs brokerage at the age of 19, um, and it's been a lifetime career. And we've enjoyed a lot of success during those years. Uh, normally through this port, when things were working the way they should, uh, with all our colleague and custom broker competitors, we were importing about a thousand loads of produce per day between all of us and about a thousand loads of electronics and automotive uh, and other manufactured goods. A total of about $25 million of produce comes into the port daily and $32 million of uh, manufactured uh, products. Well, that has recently stopped. DPS has always performed inspections on safety inspections on the import, but they do them at a small percentage. They do 2%, 3%, 5%. They've never, ever, ever held up a complete system or a complete supply chain in order to attempt to inspect 100% of the shipments. Uh, basically, if you all don't know what's going on, DPS has stationed up uh, one of their vehicles outside of the export lot, not allowing trucks to flow from the import lot into the commerce. They are blocking the trade, attempting to get them into the DPS compound so that they can physically check and perform their safety stand uh, standard checks for 100% of all the import going on. The only problem with that is that they can only inspect 100 loads a day or 150 loads a day. So what's happening to the 2,500 loads that are coming in daily with not just produce and maquiladoras, but the empty trucks that have to make it into to come and pick up shipments so that the United States can export to Mexico? It's not happening. It's come to a halt. So we're living through a nightmare. We're already suffering 
through a very delicate supply chain from the pandemic and just trying to regrow the business. And then someone, uh, um, President Abad, implements a, a policy that adds 45 more minutes to the inspection process. What, what do you all think is going to happen when they can't complete the inspection? What's going to happen to all the trucks on the bridge? They're going to line up, they're going to line up way in deep into Mexico. And the end result is that importers are going to leave. Importers that normally bring in hundreds of millions of dollars every year of business are going to start going through other ports. You know, um, we're already going through Nogales. Some of our clients are wanting to go through Nogales. We're going to San Diego. Some of them are looking for ocean ports to enter their product. But we, they were perfectly fine here until this policy, which is a which is a safety, truck safety policy, but it's being used to negotiate immigration. Why? Why? Why is that happening to us? What do we have to do with immigration and Title 40? 42 and title 42 so it's uh it's having a very de devastating effect to the whole supply chain we're seeing growers having to plow over their product we're seeing transportation companies who can't load up their product because there's none we're seeing manufacturers that are shutting down plants on the mexican side and shutting down plants on the u.s side we have uh, manufacturing companies like Toyota that they're depending on the rapid movement of their uh, components so that they can complete the, uh, their automobiles so that they can enter the market. And now they don't have access to that because truck safety is being used as a pawn or as a method to negotiate illegal immigration. But why? Why are we being held hostage? Why is why is DPS parking their trucks in front of the exit, uh, in front of the export lot, so that they can hold and place into their inspection facilities when they don't have the capabilities to inspect? So those are some of my thoughts. Another thing that I want you all to know is that on Friday, they inspected 150 shipments, 150 trucks for truck safety, and of course they took the opportunity to check for illegals and check for drugs. On Saturday, they inspected 83, Sunday 57, and yesterday 47. But we had, we have 2,000 trucks crossing a day with goods and 500 crossing empty. What happened to those loads? They went through other ports. We had to go through other ports, Brownsville, through Laredo, where they're a little bit more friendlier. We're being attacked at our port. We're being shut down. And no. And everyone is here because it's happening to them. We're losing sales, and it's hurting our business. I don't know what else. Joe, thank you. Yeah. I, I, uh... I wanted you to hear directly from Joe. We're, we're in his warehouse right now. This should be full of produce and imports that are going to be picked up by U.S. truckers to be taken deeper into this country. But as you can see right now, 
it, it is empty. And um, this is costing Joe. It's going to be expensive for him. It's unsustainable if it continues much further. It's going to make it harder to keep people employed, to hire people, and to keep this economy going here locally and across the, the state of Texas. Um, I also want to make the point that as Mexican truck drivers, understandably frustrated, begin to shut down some of these international bridges, it's affecting our ability to export what we make in the state of Texas to the rest of the Americas, to Mexico and points beyond that further south. And the last thing that I want to say before I bring up Polo is that it doesn't just affect us here. So much of what should be able to be imported but is now stalled on the bridges because of Greg Abbott is destined for factory floors in San Antonio, in Michigan, and Ohio. Those workers are unable to get the parts and the inputs that they need to build the things that the country of the United States of America actually makes. So this is harming our entire economy. Again, because of a stunt that Greg Abbott has pulled, these DPS inspections cannot look inside of the cargo. They can just look at tire pressure or the engine or the quality of the truck right there. So it's hurting our economy. It is killing jobs. It is causing higher inflation and supply chain problems, and we get no benefit from it. Polo Chow is someone who owns one of these trucking companies. He knows what's in the cargo holds that should be coming here ports points deeper into Texas and to the United States. I want him to talk about what this issue, uh, this initiative from the governor. Uh, I, I quite can't understand what's going on. Uh, like Joe was stating earlier, uh, in, in terms of, I don't think we've kind of caught any illegal aliens or they seized any drugs in these past few days. Uh, DPS after doing a level one inspection on every single truck. What that means is that every single truck that crosses, it takes anywhere from 40 minutes to an hour to do inspection per truck. So the bridge is open 12 or 14 hours, so you can count how many trucks get inspected per day out of 3,000 trucks. So what happened when the initiative started on Thursday, the lines started getting backlog and backlog. Customs was trying to do everything they could to process all the trucks, but they would go, they would go into DPS or Department of Public Safety, and Basically, they would just stop. It stopped the whole flow of, of traffic, and the drivers were sitting on the bridge up to 14, 16 hours per day. As of that, as as per consequence of, as of that, now the drivers, owner-operated drivers in Mexico and Reynosa, decided as of yesterday to block entry to Mexican and U.S. customs, both north and southbound. So that. As, as of yesterday, zero trucks crossed yesterday. Typically, you have 3,000 trucks crossing per day here. Uh, I, I would like to figure out what's going on with all that uh, flow of, of traffic just sitting there in Mexico and it's not crossing. And how this affects us? Well, it affects us, the trucking companies, the U.S. trucking companies from everywhere, from the states, coming down here, bringing product down that's supposed to go into Mexico. So, some of that product is uh, pork and beef. The United States is a huge, huge exporter of pork and beef, and Mexico is a huge importer of, of beef and, pro and, and, and uh, pork and beef and chicken. So all that product is just sitting here in the warehouses. It's not crossing into Mexico as of yesterday. And the U.S. drivers, 
came down and are trying to go back up north to take either automotive parts or electrical parts or produce are just sitting here. They're idling at five dollars a gallon. Well, it's, it's really hurting us a lot. So you have unproductive drivers, U.S. drivers that stayed here on the Mexican side. Uh, the Mexican drivers we spoke with them yesterday, and their their big concern is that if they're going to have to wait 16 hours on the bridge with no food, no water, no restrooms. I mean, really, how do you go out? How do you go to a restaurant on the top of the bridge? How do you eat? How do you drink? These are inhumane conditions. And I said, no, no more. We're not going to do that. If you're going to hold us on the bridge, we'd rather be on the Mexican side, where we have access to food, water, and, and, and restaurant facilities. So that's what they're doing. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's their point of view. And definitely, us as Americans, we are definitely not a culture or a civilization of inhumane acts. I think that's an inhumane act, and that's what the drivers are doing. Now, in terms of how this is affecting the other industries, other than produce, well, produce specifically, uh, Beto and both Joe were stating, that it's very simple. A large quantity of tomatoes, mangoes, avocados come from Mexico. What's going to happen to a, when I go in as a regular Texas citizen to one of my local uh, supermarkets, if there are vegetables, obviously the price is going to be much higher. Probably I won't find tomatoes, probably I won't find avocados because they're all sitting across the border. In the automotive industry, the supply chain is a very, very delicate uh, process that's done between the manufacturing plants in Mexico and the assembly plants here in the States. We mentioned earlier uh, the plant here in San Antonio, Texas, the Toyota plant. I personally bring product from Mexico. Some of those trailers have been sitting across the border for three days. So that product sitting across the border, what do you think is going to happen to that plant in San Antonio? They don't have those large inventory levels they used to carry before. I think, I mean, I'm no expert in that area, but I bet you're saying over three to five days, that's what they hold. After that, what do you think is going to happen to that assembly plant? It's going to have to come to a halt because there are no mirrors or pulses or whatever it goes into the car to assemble it. And how is that going to affect Texas citizens? And I stress, that's why I stress San Antonio. It's a Texas initiative by the governor. The same example is going to affect other assembly plants up in Michigan, Ford, GM, etc. But I am asking the governor, please look into this initiative. It is not improving safety. It is not improving illegal immigrants. It is not improving our, our war against drugs. That's, a, that's not the way to do it. Customs here, at least so far, has worked with us uh, extremely well. They've gone above and beyond to help us cross the shipments on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. These guys at Customs, they were working overtime. I mean, way past, way past midnight way past the working hours and we cleared, cleared as many trucks as they could. But now because of, because of the Mexican drivers, the, the, the bridge has had a halt. Zero cars, zero trucks are crossing north and southbound. And now on the southbound side, <clears throat> that's going to affect the manufacturing plants in Reynosa. If they have no raw product, what are they going to assemble? What are they going to produce? 
So this is going to start creating a big, a big, big uh, supply chain problem across Mexico and here in the states, specifically us Texans. We are Texans. Governor, please listen to us. We need your help. This initiative is not helping anybody. Thank you. Muy brevemente en español y luego voy a contestar sus preguntas. Las acciones del gobernador Greg Abbott está afectando de una manera, manera muy negativa uh, la comunidad de Far, aquí en RGV, Laredo, El Paso, las comunidades de la frontera, pero también la economía del estado de Texas, la economía de los Estados Unidos. Está causando más inflación, van a subir los precios para cada persona en cada parte del estado de, de Texas y, y van a afectar muy negativamente los negocios pequeños aquí en comunidades como Far y McAllen y El Paso y otras comunidades en el estado de Texas. No necesitamos parar cada camión que quiere cruzar en los puentes internacionales para llegar aquí. Es algo muy, muy negativa para la economía y para el estado de Texas y necesitamos parar la policía y necesitamos cambiar el liderazgo para que podamos uh, afectar, afectar de una manera positiva la economía de nuestras comunidades fronterizas como uh, la comunidad aquí en, en FAR. Uh, with that, we'd love to, to take your questions. Uh, Polo, Joe, and I are very, very happy to answer any question that you might have about how this affects truck drivers, the Toyota plant in San Antonio, um, the clients that Joe is a, a broker for, or cold storage facilities like this one right here.